Hello and welcome to Word Birds, a birds of a feather conversation amongst people who care about words. Today on the show, Michael Cooper. Michael is the Content Experience Manager at Hewlett Packard Enterprises Customer Innovation Center. Today we are going to talk about taking content to the next level, driving it into real experiences. This is an amazing episode that includes everything that they're doing in their Customer Innovation Center, including the VR that takes people to space. Let's sit back and get some insight from the flock. Hello, Michael. Welcome to WordBirds. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to, to be on the show and, and, and talk to you guys about some of the awesome stuff that we've been doing here with, uh, at HPE. I am also excited about that. Like we start in just about every episode now, we're at the quick fire section. I am going to say a thing, and all I need is just a quick answer for you from you, and we'll key in on, once we finish, we'll key on in on anything super interesting that happened. Amazing content is... Oh, the first rung. There, there's so much more that you have to do now other than create amazing content. I wish it was just as easy as creating amazing content, but it's just the beginning. Concise or descriptive content? Oh, let's get to the point, please. Let's be concise. Uh, there, there, there are way too many word jumbles that exist out there. Uh, it, if we could just get to the point, I, I think everyone, uh, internally, customers, uh, everyone would appreciate it. So let's be concise company with the best brand voice uh, i'm gonna reveal myself as a sneakerhead, but i'm gonna say nike oh i love nike I, I i am on their sneakers app i'm on the nike app i have i remember having my first uh, air jordans when i was a kid so man you want to talk about longevity you don't even have to have their name anymore just the swoosh and you know who they are best piece of content advice oh that's a tough one uh you know know your audience for sure uh, especially again, like in, in a, this post pandemic thing that we're doing now, uh, if, if you don't know your audience, then, then you're wasting your time. And finally, uh, when I'm creating content, I always put myself in the, the perspective of who I believe will be consuming this content. Okay. That's so the last two kind of tie together. And I think it's really interesting because we get yep. that answer quite a bit. Like I think. All of us as content people really have shifted to a world of really focusing on the audience. And I, I think it's interesting because when you think about um, this, the way that you build, for instance, your style guide or your tone of voice inside a business, it's a thing that we create. That's, that's our job. But the idea of, of matching that to the audience and then monitoring the audience to see how they accept and engage brings all of that into focus as a thing that evolves. Yeah, and we're, we're at the point in, you know, uh, me working for a technology company, it's all about the data that's tied to all that too, right? Constantly monitoring to, to see what people are consuming, how long they're consuming it, um, you know, what works for them, uh, even on our, our interactive storyboards that we have uh, here in our center, uh, being able to see what, what people are spending time consuming. 
um, you know, using that data is really what is going to help us propel things to, to the next level uh, to, again, kind of get the content out that people aren't consuming or or if, you know, they're not spending as much time on it, you know, you know, determining why using the data to determine, you know, like what it is about this piece of content that, that you know, makes it uh, less desirable to consume and, and how can we improve that? Oh, fantastic answer. And I mean, on that note, let's sort of talk about what you do here. So tell me about the concept of the HPE Customer Innovation Center. Sure. So we wanted to, uh, uh, HPE just recently uh, changed headquarter locations. We were previously in San Jose, California. Uh, We decided uh, about uh, two years ago that we were going to relocate to Texas, and so we are now located on the north side of Houston, Texas. And as part of this this new building, this was a, a ground up build. Uh, this gave us an opportunity to to kind of look at how we wanted to approach several things. And one of those was how we were going to to use our our you know our briefing center or our you know executive briefing center. And so h- how we had done in the past was so traditional. And and you know we decided that you know as we were were having this opportunity to to kind of start fresh and and really take a look and and use the data to determine, you know, what this needed to be moving forward. We decided that the focus on what the customer was doing uh, with the technologies that, that that we're bringing forward is is what's of most importance, and it's not so much a look what we can do, but it is you know look what our customers can do with with what we're providing them. So, I mean, you you've talked about an executive briefing center. I've heard of an executive briefing center. The idea of a customer innovation center is very specific. Um, was that a decision that was made, and why is it important to be known? as an innovation center versus just the standard executive briefing center? So the standard executive briefing centers really implies a a C-suite only. So your CEOs, your CFOs, your CIOs, uh, uh, coming in, and and that was that's not what we're after. We're we're looking to uh, expand who we're opening this space to. So uh, as part of that, we kind of decided that you know the executive side of that didn't really fit anymore. And then uh, the the you know executive briefing kind of sounds more like a one way conversation. Uh, and again, that is not what we're doing here now. Like we we are having a conversation together to help determine you know what we can do as as almost like a team to to propel and and you know move things forward for you know our customers. So I mean, that, and that leads towards the way that you communicate because you've been very specific about terminology in this case. How do you maintain that consistency of message of journey across you know multiple? Uh, centers across the globe. So that was challenging because we really are spread out. We have seven global centers, um, uh, one obviously being in Houston. We have one in San Jose, New York City. Uh, then across the, the other side of the pond, we have uh, London and, and Geneva and Dubai and Singapore. So, I mean, we're, I mean, we're in almost all of the, the time zones and, and spread across. So, you know, making sure that the, the messaging is consistent, uh, what was difficult, uh, honestly, because we, we also didn't want to diminish the, the local flair, like those stories that, that, that really made that center shine or, or those, those showcases that they had there, you know, because every center definitely has a, a unique flavor to it, but you still have to have consistency of message. And so we ended up going with a, a platform uh, that allows us to push content to screen. So I can see 
across all seven of our centers at any given time from anywhere that I am, uh, what content is being shown, uh, at, you know, in each of those locations and, and you know, uh, creating playlists, uh, uh, you know, for each of those centers. And the great thing about that is we can create these playlists in a way that it has all of the consistent, you know, messaging that we have that, that we want in all of our centers, but it also uh, allows those centers to individually go in and add specific content that, that again, like add to the local flair uh, of that particular location. So, and, and, the, and the, the, the ability to manage the content in that, in that way is, is so impactful because, uh, you know, as, as the, we work with the brand team, as new things come out, being able to add new content is great, but it's also important that you don't have, you know, dated stagnant content that's been out there for too long or is no longer relevant. Like being able to deactivate that, uh, you know, from one place global, yeah. you know, in a, in a global fashion, uh, it, it just makes such a, a massive impact on, on how we make sure that our, our message is consistent across the globe. Well, I, I like that hierarchical rule model. Like, so at the top, there's things that everybody, all the centers are going to do. And then you drill down into each one of them and there's variation as, and as long as they maintain, for instance, we all use the name of the company correctly. Like that's a thing that we would do. Um, and from there down one center in New York, different than one center in Houston has their own language. You got a New York accent, maybe a Long Island accent in Manhattan <laughs> and a lot of y'alls being used. I'm being I did say Houston, but, you know, we do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's right in there bringing that local flair, but, but adopting the, the guidelines of the business down into, down into those segments. Yeah. So, you know, you have, a, uh, in addition to just us making that shift from executive briefing center to customer innovation center, uh, you know, on top of that, you know, so we had some uh, internal branding there that we kind of had to get used to, but then also, you know, uh, uh outward facing the, they're also you know we have to make sure we we keep that there's some uh, clarification there that that hp that makes the laptops and and the the desktops and the printers is a separate company from who we are as right. hewlett packard enterprise because we're we're more you know enterprise uh facing uh for for our customers and so we're we're you know looking at edge to cloud uh whereas they're looking at you know desktop to print print so uh, just making sure that like all of those messages and all that naming and all of that is, you know, consistent across the board and that that's clear to our customers when they come in. They know who we are. They know what we're about. And, and because of this, you know, the system that we've we've uh, implemented, we're, we're able to do that. Now, thinking of content, I mean, when we talk about content, I think people generally think, OK, written words. But that's not all for you right now. Um, you're also using VR to help yes. customers understand how they can work with you, how, what, what, how your products work. Tell me a little bit about how VR as a piece of content is helping you do your job. So you like for customers to be able to use their imagination. Just like if you're going to go buy a new house, you want to picture yourself in that house, right? Before you've bought it, before you've signed the documents, you have to think like things that you have and how you might, you know, how it may lay out, how it may look. So uh, we find that VR is a great way to do that kind of thing. So we have uh, a few specific customer stories that we have had um, created in VR that gives our, our customers that are coming into the centers the ability to experience those uh, virtually. And, and we were really particular about which 
stories that we we told in that way because there are some stories that work perfectly fine uh you know maybe a white paper uh, uh maybe on our interactive storyboards maybe like in a video in our theater like uh, you know there, there are certain stories that work just fine there but there are a few stories that's like you know video and 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 you know verbal or written just doesn't do it justice right and one of those uh, of the three stories was getting to go aboard the international space station that so, not, so, yeah, so right? It's yeah. it's. I think they, they called it cost prohibitive to try to send customers up on the ISS. D- depends uh, on the customer, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. So so we decided that that would have been uh, that was a, a great example of of being able to show customers that you know yes we have like currently aboard the ISS right now orbiting around our heads is a a, a piece of Hewlett Packard Enterprise uh, uh, hardware called uh, the Spaceborne Computer Two. It's like halfway through a 36-month mission, and it's doing all these wild experiments. And, and so as part of this experience, you get to go aboard the ISS. You get to do a spacewalk. You get to go and change out a piece of hardware on the outside of the ISS. And all this was based on actual things that happened after we installed the, the Spaceborne Computer 2 uh, aboard the ISS. So, like, you get to actually experience, you know, what that, what that would be like. And so that, that's, just, and that's just one of them. So this really, uh, you know, we, we're, we're constantly talking about, like, this edge-to-cloud story. Well, space is literally, like, the edge of the edge, right? Uh, because in, the, in that circumstance, the cloud is actually Earth because they're, they're transmitting that data back down, right? right? But that gives customers an understanding of, you know, the, the, the rigor that all this hardware has gone through – like it's good out in space. Like surely it will be perfectly fine in your data center, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so being able to again picture yourself in that house before you purchase it is what we're after, and we find that VR is a really great way to do that. All I can think of is I, I mean, I've done customer case study videos where they're like, "You got to fly to Omaha and uh, record this video." Some content creator inside HPE got a call one day saying, "Hey, you got to go shoot a video." Really? Cool. Where? space (laughs) (laughs) what oh that's fantastic um so i mean i I think that's you know the idea of immersive experiences in the technology space i mean dramatically underused really but you're right like that that draws somebody into it you could show a bunch of pictures like here's an example of what's happening here's a one pager it's nice and glossy but taking somebody into that experience changes your customer's experience and makes right. it very real to them. And I mean, I think that's incredibly innovative uh, in in what I see as a customer journey, which is right. is generally, you know, digital content, step, 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 step. This is, hey, we're going to space today and we're going to show you how this really works. And that's, I think that's just incredibly well, and, and- powerful. Just to kind of add to that, like in our customer center, like, you know, you, you can come in and do that VR experience. But the great thing about it is that we also have other assets that are in the, the you know, the, the tour that we can go through that's more of hands on. So it's not just, you know, you experience this in VR. Like one of the other experiences that we have in VR is being able to be in the pit uh, along with the Mercedes AMG Patronus team. And you're making real-time decisions based on the data that's coming in on, you know, for, for the, the, as the race ha- occurs, the F1 race occurs. Well, the great thing about this is that when you first walk into our center in Houston, there is a full-scale, like, 
authorized, licensed Mercedes AMG Patronus F1 race car. So before you experience this, you get to actually see what the actual car looks like. And then you come around the back of the ramp and then you can do the VR and then you're in the pit. So like you've just heard all of this, you know, this, this amazing stuff about like, you know, what, what this car can do as a, as a, a, you know, edge device, but then you get to go experience it in VR immediately after that. And it's the same thing with the, the space. Uh, um, example, like we actually have an astronaut suit and and the uh, replica of the spaceborne computer too in our center. So again, like uh, one of the things that like I've tried to focus on as we're we're building these different content experiences is that it's not just a one and done, right? We want to make sure that uh, when we hit on something that it sticks. And and the best way to do that is to allow people to experience those stories in different ways because not everybody remembers things the same way. So the more times and the more different ways you can. And, uh, really build on that experience, the, the more impactful and, and the, the, the longer uh, it stays in their memory. Just so our listeners understand, how much cloud do I need to buy to be able to come to Houston and do this? <laughs> I mean, hey, we, we give tours all the time. So, you know, just for, for people that are that are wanting to, to check out the center, uh, I mean, obviously there, there would probably need to be some interest in, in uh, our, our uh, hardware and, and, and services. As, but, uh, but, yeah, we give a lot of tours uh, because – uh, and you can actually see, especially on you know social media, we get tagged all the time. Uh, people taking pictures with the race car and the astronaut suit, and our theater is something else. It's a, a you know a, a 180 degree LED screen that's 50 feet wide. Uh, so you know it, it, it's a lot. <laughs> it's it's kind of the same here in our Concord offices. Um, people that come to visit here get to experience a 12-year-old small do- a dog that sits on my desk and sleeps. Um, it's in real reality. Um, it's not as exciting. But uh, that's a thing that happens. Um, I mean, I you know, I think any other question that I ask on this is, is probably at this point redundant because that's just, I mean, you know, the idea of how is this helping you achieve your goals, I, I mean... I see how it's helping achieve your goals. It makes it real to people. It's not just a thing like here's an idea of a thing that we might be able to do. Here's a thing. We've done it. Please take part in it. And that changes the game because it it makes it it makes it, it takes you beyond the paper. We think of of content as the written word. This is the this is real. This is living it. Well, and, you know, it's funny because just in this post-pandemic thing that we're still dealing with, you know, our our competitors, a lot of them we integrate with now, right? So competition is a very different thing than it used to be. And it's almost to the point in this, gosh, this like reminds me of when I was a kid and like the the, uh, the pastor in church would tell us like, you know, the our biggest competitor is not the church down the street, it's the bed. Because like just getting people out of bed, you know, to, to come to church on Sunday is what we're after. And it's it, that's how it is now. Because people spent, the, you know, the last two or three years in this comfortable recliner in front of a huge screen TV and, and you know, wearing comfortable clothing. And so, you know, now getting people into the centers like I, I feel like you know the things that we've done seem like they're really over the top but that's almost what you have to do now to get someone to physically come in and and have this kind of conversation right um so so yeah our our, our competition is is the same as everyone else's is it's that that big screen tv that you bought uh, over the past two years and that that comfy chair that we can't get you out of Seems like a really neat idea when you book tickets to go someplace and then it comes and you're like, I don't really want to go anymore. But this would actually get people to, <laughs> yeah. to leave and travel. Um, 
here we are at my favorite part of the conversation. Um, I like provocative, and uh, we've come up with this concept of the provocative statement of the day. Uh, what do you got? What What are you seeing right now that isn't uh, oh not a widely held position? It is a little provocative. You know, just to, again, what I just kind of finished with, like nobody wants to get out, you know, like just getting people to a, a location now because uh, everybody feels like they can do it remotely. And I still think that there is a, a, a massive impact on on, you know, the that humanity and, and being able to have the conversation and having the hands on experiences and so, you know, no, so the, the provocative experiences is, is basically just like they don't want to. Like nobody yep. wants to. Nobody wants to go do that anymore. You know, nobody wants to travel. Nobody wants to fly. Nobody wants to like, you know, go across country to, to, to go to some company to go. It's like just let me see it online. So like getting them into this place and, and you know, because this is where we can really build some excitement so they can, you know, uh, we can – kind of show them what we're doing but then we haven't we can talk to them and understand what they're doing but like what we're really trying to do is figure out how we can work together to to you know improve their their the way they do business in the future and so you know them being in the centers is just the best way and you know and you don't get complaints when they're leaving right it's just getting them here in the first place that I mean, it's amazing because your provocative statement is actually your guiding force. Like this is the thing that you're doing to drive engagement with your audiences, um, which I guess when you started it could have been a huge gamble. Um, but I mean, I'm in. I'm I'm ready to buy some cloud at this point. <laughs> like this is exciting. Yeah, for sure. And you know, then and the nice thing about it too is that we have this you know, huge offering now that that's really all encompassing. And, and I, I you know, that's the kind of an everything as a service, which, you know, a few few companies have gone toward. But again, that integration with what in the past has seemed like some competitors, like this is a really great way uh, for for people to, to be able to have some of that hands on experience, see what the and it's funny, because like, we actually have some some racks of hardware. Uh, uh, in our customer center and some of the customers that come in it's funny like hearing their feedback it's like you know it's like now that we've moved to hpe green lake and everything is as a service it's kind of interesting to see the the hardware that that you know we don't actually have in our physical location exactly. anymore because it's all cloud-based now so yeah fantastic michael thank you for being here uh this is i mean I think a remarkable use of content to drive customer engagement. Super excited about what you're doing. Um, hope to be able to talk to you again in the future. Thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Word Birds. Word Birds is hosted by Chris Willis, produced by Charlotte Baxter Reed, and brought to you by Afrolinks. For more information on Afrolinks, visit www.afrolinks.com. 